This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. If you're constantly on the hunt for a good deal, then you need Rakuten. Rakuten is the smartest way to save money when you shop because members get cash back at over 3,500 stores across every category, including fashion, beauty, electronics, home essentials, traveling, dining, and more. You're already shopping at your favorite stores. Why not save while you're doing it? It's a no-brainer. Get the Rakuten app now and join the 17 million members who are already saving. Cashback rates change daily. See Rakuten.com for details. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Your cashback really adds up. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than just a house. It's your home. The place that's filled with memories. The early days of figuring it out to the later years of still figuring it out. For the place you've put down roots, trust Amica Home Insurance. Amica. Empathy is our best policy. Tonight, the United States and our allies strike back as President Biden declares this is the beginning of a Russian invasion into Ukraine. The tough new economic punishment as the world faces arguably the most dangerous moment in Europe in a generation. Whatever Russia does next, we're ready to respond. We're on the front lines as Ukrainian troops come under fire in Russian-controlled areas. Okay, so we're hearing a lot of a lot of mortars landing. Stock market correction. The S&P 500 down 10% since its January high, as tensions between Russia and Ukraine drive gas prices even higher. Guilty of federal hate crimes. The verdict tonight for the three men convicted of killing Ahmad Arbery, as his mother speaks to CBS News. Severe weather alert. Two major storm systems from California to New England, possibly spurring tornadoes in the south. Royal Health Scare. After being diagnosed with COVID, the 95-year-old queen cancels virtual events. U.S. women's soccer victory. A six-year battle for equal pay ends with a landmark settlement. It is a huge win for us, for women's sports, for women. Blackhawk helicopters crash. The stunning new images tonight from a Utah ski resort. Two by four and person to person, our sit down with a fitness superstar, Robin Artison, on how to be the hero in your own story. This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell, reporting from the nation's capital. Good evening, and thank you so much for joining us. Tonight, it is clear that Russia's war with Ukraine has started. President Biden specifically calling Russia's military moves an invasion. 
And as promised, the president and our European allies leveled tough new economic sanctions against Russia's financial institutions and oligarchs that are in Putin's inner circle. The president also warning Vladimir Putin that if he continues his aggression, there's even more punishment that can be inflicted, not with soldiers, but with more sanctions. In a ceremonial move today, the Russian Duma, that's the nation's parliament, gave President Putin permission to use military force outside the country. Just as these new satellite images just in show that troop deployments are now within 12 miles from Ukraine's border. Well, today's action sent markets into a freefall, with all three major indexes falling more than 1% and sending the S&P into correction territory. Well, tonight we have two reports from inside Ukraine, and in a minute we'll get analysis from our own Margaret Brennan, plus... But first, we're going to start with CBS's Weijia Zhang, who joins us from the White House. Good evening, Weijia. Good evening to you, Nora. Tonight, the White House says that the sanctions imposed today are only the sharp edge of the full pain the U.S. is prepared to inflict. President Biden emphasized that if Vladimir Putin escalates, so will he. But he also stressed that it comes at a cost. Higher energy prices for Americans here at home. Today, President Biden warned Vladimir Putin was laying the groundwork to launch a large-scale incursion into Ukraine. This is the beginning of a Russian invasion of Ukraine. Putin's decision to send troops into two Moscow-backed breakaway regions of Ukraine while recognizing their independence has deepened the crisis. Who in the Lord's name does Putin think gives him the right to declare new so-called countries on territory that belonged to his neighbors. This is a flagrant violation of international law. In response, the administration announced sanctions against two Russian financial firms and the country's sovereign debt, cutting it off from Western financing, plus sanctions on top Putin cronies and their family members. European allies also countered. Germany halted action on the Nord Stream 2 pipeline, a top Putin project that would carry natural gas from Russia. But it's unknown if the new penalties will stop Putin, who has up to 190,000 troops surrounding Ukraine. And today, in a potentially grim sign of things to come, the Russian parliament authorized the use of military force abroad. This is the most dangerous moment in European security for a generation. Despite a pledge not to get into a shooting war with Russia, Mr. Biden announced he is sending new firepower to the region, up to eight fighter jets and 32 helicopters, along with approximately 800 additional U.S. troops that will beef up NATO's eastern flank. At home, some Republicans called for tougher actions now. The Biden administration has misjudged Putin about as badly as anyone since uh, the world misjudged Hitler. I want a sanctions regime from hell next week. But President Biden warned that sanctions could also cut off some oil supplies, driving up already high gas prices. Defending freedom will have cost for us as well and here at home. We need to be honest about that. Tonight, Secretary of State Antony Blinken announced that he canceled a meeting with his Russian counterpart that was set for Thursday. And the White House said a summit between President Biden and Putin is certainly not an option right now. Nora? That's significant. Weijia Jiang, thank you. 
Well, tonight the world is waiting to see just how far Putin's 190,000 troops will go into the country of Ukraine. Will he stop with the two breakaway regions or order his soldiers to the capital for a full-scale invasion? CBS's Charlie Daggett is in Kyiv tonight. Good evening, Charlie. Good evening, Nora. We're learning tonight that the Russian government has ordered the evacuation of all embassy staff here in Kyiv as soon as possible, and yet another worrying indication of what may be a wider war on the way. In a national address tonight, Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky issued a decree calling up military reservists to face off against the threat from Russia. President Putin may not have declared his intention to invade Ukraine, but he's dropping plenty of hints and demands, repeating tonight that the best resolution to the crisis is for Ukraine to drop its aims to join NATO and international recognition that Crimea is part of Russia. Ukrainians agree that the Russian invasion is already underway. With the Russian parliament giving Putin the green light to use military force outside the country, the fighting in the east could trigger a full-scale invasion. The mood in the capital is more subdued than normal tonight. All the people around me, they're worried. They're like, oh my God, we're going to die or something, but I'm okay. Tonight, Ukrainians are staring down the barrel of a gun, and the only hope they have is that new sanctions will stop Vladimir Putin from pulling the trigger, a strategy that has not worked so far. Nora. Charlie Daggett, well said. Thank you. Well, we go now to the front lines in eastern Ukraine, where CBS's Holly Williams traveled with Ukrainian troops. And as soon as they approached the area, there was heavy artillery fire just a few hundred yards away. Today, as we approached the front line, there was heavy artillery fire. We estimate just a few hundred yards away. Those actually sound quite close now. And there have been maybe eight or nine at this point. These Ukrainian soldiers told us it was Russian-backed separatists firing on their front line positions. Ukraine's been fighting a war against Russian-backed separatists for nearly eight years. These muddy trenches now carve up this country. The Ukrainian military on one side, armed by the U.S., and fighters in breakaway regions now recognized by Russia on the other. In recent days, there's been an escalation in the attacks, some hitting civilian areas, sending people into their basements for shelter. There's no electricity, no cell phone signal, and nobody cares about us, said this elderly lady. And today, the Ukrainians buried two of their fallen soldiers, killed in a conflict that's torn this country apart. U.S. officials say Moscow is arming the separatists, and there are fears that the surge in fighting could be used by Russia as a justification for its own military action. Nora. Holly Williams, thank you. Let's turn now to CBS's chief foreign affairs correspondent and moderator of Face the Nation, Margaret Brennan. All right, Margaret, on the diplomatic front, those meetings that were supposed to take place, those seem to be 
done? I mean, is diplomacy dead? Well, this was already a diplomatic Hail Mary pass, and uh, clearly it's not going anywhere. Vladimir Putin had very low regard uh, for the idea of even talking. What we know is that the war is already underway, and Vladimir Putin may be testing just how far he can go. He is already strangling Ukraine's economy. He is taking bites out of their territory. And so what happens next may determine how far he goes. What he knows is two clear things. No country in the world is going to send troops to defend his country, and that all of these sanctions hurt European economies. And there's also a bite back here at home with the United States. I mean, President Biden's already dealing with inflation at a 40-year high, and now oil is trading at $100 a barrel. Yeah, he brought that up several times today, pain at the pump, as he said. But the president tried to make the case that the West is united against Putin. Any sign that that has deterred him? It has not deterred him. He's willing to take this pain, at least so far. Uh, and so this may be a chess game of where does that line get crossed. Uh, what we know is that the administration's argument to date has been this time it'll be different. That sanctions, yes, they're usually punitive, not preventative. This time they're so much tougher because they're going after the oligarchs at the bank and the banks that it will deter him. Obviously it didn't. But we know President Biden has said he's holding some sledgehammer sanctions in reserve to escalate if Putin goes further. So many people watching to see if Putin takes that move and takes the capital of Kiev. Margaret Brennan, thank you. Thank you. All right, guilty. That was the verdict in federal court today where the three white men who murdered Ahmaud Arbery were convicted of hate crimes, killing Arbery simply because of the color of his skin. CBS's Janet Shamlin is at the courthouse in Brunswick, Georgia. The family of Ahmad Arbery jubilant outside court today, moments after a jury found the three white men who murdered him guilty of targeting the 25-year-old because of the color of his skin. Gregory and Travis McMichael and William Roddy Bryan now face up to life in prison for the federal hate crimes in addition to the life sentences they received in state court after being convicted of his murder. What the DOJ did today? They was made to do today. Come on. It wasn't because what they wanted to do. They were made to do their job today. Arbery's mother, Wanda Cooper Jones, angry the Justice Department, initially agreed to a plea deal that would have let the McMichaels serve the first part of their sentences in federal custody. The judge took it off the table after the Arbery family objected, saying the conditions in federal prison are safer. Prosecutors described the men as vigilantes, motivated by racial hatred. Defense attorneys suggested they chased Arbery only because they suspected him of a crime. Attorney General Merrick Garland today calling the verdict a victory against hate. All of us have a moral obligation to combat the hatred and bigotry that motivates those crimes. Tomorrow will be two years since Arbery was killed. Cooper Jones says she's relieved by the verdict, but for a mom, there is no healing. When are the hardest moments for you, Wanda? Waking up every morning, knowing that Ahmad is gone, and he's not going to be here today like he wasn't here yesterday. Arbery's mom told me it was difficult to sit through a second trial, to see the evidence all over again, and to hear the racist language used by the defendants, but has no regrets, she says, in the pursuit of justice for her son. Nora. I remember the first day we covered this story. Janet Chamlian, thank you.
Well, there's increased concern tonight for Queen Elizabeth. The 95-year-old monarch canceled her planned virtual engagements today as she continues to battle mild COVID symptoms. The palace said the queen will keep up with light duties. Prince Charles and his wife Camilla both tested positive for COVID earlier this month. Millions of Americans from California to New England will be impacted by two major storm systems. A significant winter storm that has already dumped nearly 20 inches of snow in parts of Minnesota will bring heavy snow and high winds to the Great Lakes tonight. A second system in the west will bring snow to California, Arizona, Utah, and Colorado through tomorrow. By Thursday, it will bring snow, ice, and sleet to areas from Dallas to Memphis. All right, now to a major victory for women in the sports world. The six-year battle for equal pay for members of the U.S. women's national soccer team has finally come to an end with a landmark settlement. It's yet another achievement for one of the winningest teams in sports history. Here's CBS's Adriana Diaz. The attack flowing now. Huerta into the box. The U.S. women's national team has finally attained the one goal that's eluded them for decades, equal pay. Stars Megan Rapino and Alex Morgan celebrated the $24 million settlement on CBS Mornings. It is a huge win for us, for women's sports, for women. The justice comes in the next generation never having to go through what we went through. It's, it's equal yes. pay across the board from here on out. In court documents, the women argued that they earned just over a third of what the men made for the same number of games. Opposing lawyers claimed the men's team required more skill than the women's team. The legal battle also centered around unequal training facilities, flights, and hotels. This was Carly Lloyd speaking with Nora O'Donnell on 60 Minutes in 2016. We feel like we're treated like second-class citizens because they don't care as much about us as they do the men. After the women's 2019 World Cup victory, even fans voiced their frustration. Let's get paid. We deserve it. How many more trophies do we need to win? For those keeping score, the women have won four World Cup trophies since 1991. The men haven't even made a semifinal since 1930. Today's settlement will guarantee back pay for the women and promises equal pay going forward. The players coming up next will have a much better ability to just play. So that's kind of the goal. Now, the settlement is contingent on the U.S. Soccer Federation, which is headquartered here in Chicago, reaching a new contract with the Players Union next month. Nora, this news is an inspiration to women nationwide who still earn just 82 cents for every dollar a man makes. Well, Adriana, you are an inspiration. Welcome back from maternity leave. Good to have you. Thank you. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more.
In Utah today, two Black Hawk helicopters crashed near the popular snowboard ski snowbird ski resort, I should say, outside Salt Lake City. The choppers went down during a training exercise by the Utah National Guard. Fortunately, no one was injured. All right, a 16-year-old chess grandmaster is being praised tonight for his victory over world champion Magnus Carlsen. This is the moment the Indian teen, who goes by the nickname Prague, realized checkmate was inevitable. The game was played online, part of a tournament involving just 16 elite players. Carlsen, who has been world champion since 2013, blamed his recent poor play on a bout of COVID. Robin Arson inspires millions when she teaches a Peloton class on the bike or the treadmill. And for the first time on Person to Person, the fitness superstar reveals how she empowers others and overcame her own personal and professional challenges. Every day when we wake up after something that has happened to us, we have a choice. We can be a victim or we can be victorious. And I chose to be the latter. I chose to be the hero in my own story. It was through a pair of running shoes where I really started to run through the pain and ultimately pain becomes power. Talk about that because how did running help you become victorious? I was able to go from a feeling of powerlessness to powerful. I was able to string together enough moments of confidence building through the discomfort, through the pain, that I realized I've survived 100% of my worst days and I'm still here. So try me. I'm gonna just keep taking one step forward because I've been through worse. I think that's why you're so popular. You help people work through those, that inner critic that's in their head. Absolutely. I want to be a fire starter. I think that is one of the most amazing things that happens when, when somebody turns can't into can. And your new children's book, Strong Mama, what was the message you wanted parents or grandparents or anybody reading to their children in that book? Caregivers should know that movement is medicine and self-care is not selfish. I wrote Strong Mama as a love letter to Athena so then young folks can start to have their own relationships with these concepts of movement and self-care. On tomorrow's CBS Evening News, why our nation's veterans are having trouble finding jobs after leaving the military. And if you can't watch us live, don't forget to set your DVR so you can watch us later. That's tonight's CBS Evening News. I'll see you later for Person to Person. Good night. Hi, it's Stephen Colbert, and I'm here to tell you about The Late Show Pod Show, which is the podcast of The Late Show with me, Stephen Colbert, and I'm here with my uh, producer of the podcast, Becca. Hi, Becca. Hi, Stephen. So what do people get when they listen to The Late Show Pod Show? Let's, let's sell this thing. The extended moments, for sure, because we run out of time for broadcast, but we have plenty of time on the podcast. It's kind of like being a live audience member of the show because you get things that no one else hears. Listen to The Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert wherever you get your podcasts. It was the biggest scandal in pop music. The stars of Milli Vanilli, the Grammy-winning multi-platinum R&B phenomenon, were exposed as frauds. But none of this was their idea. So whose idea was it? Enter German music producer Frank Varian. He saw the success of acts like Michael Jackson and Prince, and he wanted in no matter the cost. So he devised the perfect pop heist. 
two once-in-a-lifetime talents who were charismatic, full of sex appeal, and phenomenal dancers. The only problem? They couldn't sing. But Frank knew just how to fix that. Wondery's new podcast, Blame It on the Fame, dives into one of pop music's greatest controversies and takes a never-before-heard look at the exploitation of two young Black artists. Millie Vanilli set the world on fire, but when the truth came out, Rob and Fab were the only ones who got burned. Looking back now, it's hard not to wonder, why did everyone blame them and not the man pulling the strings? Follow Blame It on the Fame, Millie Vanilli, on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge all episodes of Blame It on the Fame early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus.